Well, it's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and Staten Island, New York, and this is news that you can use from CarEdge for Thursday, August 3rd, with your hosts, Ray in Ventnor and Zach in Staten Island. What What's going on there, handsome? This is uh, fantastic lighting, probably not my best audio either, but yes, I am at the Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Subaru dealerships up here in Staten Island, Pops, and Justice is right, it's over, we won, no more bad dealers, we can all retire now, well, not not quite so fast. Not quite, not quite. Not so quite. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool, Dad, I'm in here, and like, look at, I'm going to turn my computer, look at this like printer, like, what? Like that. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a dot matrix printer. Yeah, yeah, that's that's an old F and I printer. It's pretty wild being here, man. Like, yeah, we're gonna be doing our live show here from the dealership on August twelfth, Saturday, August twelfth. So that'll be pretty cool. We will not be in this office; we'll be out in the main showroom. But pops, today is not about being at the dealership. Today is about used car prices. Used cars yeah. are not selling. We have more and more data that is making it more and more apparent that used cars are just sitting around. Our video on the main channel today even talked about the quality of used cars continuing to go down. And we saw plenty that had previous accidents. Oh, yes. But I'll pull this up on the screen first, Ed. What we're going to be talking about, used cars sitting and aging. Let me pull it up on the screen. This came from Car Dealership Guy over on Twitter, this data from cars.com. Used cars are aging on dealer lots. 46% of cars listed on cars.com have been listed over 45 days. Healthy inventory should have less than 5% of cars listed over 45 days. What do you make of this, Deb? Um, that the aging, uh, the aging policies are, are changing um, and that dealers aren't uh, quite as enamored with the aging policies as they've had in the past. Um and yeah, and probably in some cases, a lot of the cars that are are have been advertised uh, were advertised well before they were lot ready. Although when we were walking lots on on Sunday, a lot of things that were lot ready were anything but. So one wonders if there's any reconditioning going on at some of these dealerships. But yeah, I mean, if 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 a dealership has a sixty day uh, turn policy for pre-owned aging cars or a 90-day um, turn policy for aging cars at, at 45 days you're you're you know you're three quarters of the way through it or you're halfway there um so yeah i i mean let's face it overpriced cars if they're truly overpriced they're going to sit a little bit before they get sold but and that'll what, lead to that'll lead to I'm not going to say it. You're going to say it, but I'm not going to because I don't agree with this. But you're going to say, well, that will lead to retail prices likely to continue easing. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Why don't you buy into it, Dad? We, we talk about it every single day, but this is a different industry publication. We don't usually reference auto remarketing, but auto yeah. remarketing, another one of the industry publications putting together. I mean, look at their, sla their uh, slogan, Dad. The news media of the pre-owned industry, and, it, and their headline is retail used car prices likely to continue easing. Likely. All the, of the key, data. The, that, yeah. the key word is likely. Okay, the key word is it's not going to. It, it you know it doesn't say hey for sure it's going to happen. Uh, it, it's it's like let me help you with this. Their little headline is like every one of ours. 
okay, in that they're looking at information and they go, well, the possibility exists that prices might continue to ease. And and I hate to say this to you, but we do the same thing every flipping day, okay? It's, you know, is it likely? I don't know. Is it a possibility? Sure, it's a possibility. <laughs> but is it likely? I, I don't. I'm not buying it. I'm just... I haven't seen it. And I know I read the article and like, well, large SUVs have dropped $500 year over year. $500 in a year. Okay, that's $50 a month. I mean, cut me a break. You know, yeah. Oh, oh my God, the prices are easing. Well, inflation's probably up more than $500. But the good news is those SUVs have dropped $500. Uh yeah, I you know, you know, parse the words, parse the headline. Okay, that's all I'm going to say. Now, you and Brandon, that, you and Brandon can continue to hound me on this that these damn used car prices are going down, and I'll take that hounding. Well, okay, but let's be very real. They are not selling. Prices have not come down materially yet, but they are not yeah. selling. You cannot. You cannot. You know. Uh, uh, counter the counter argument to that would be that I they can't are selling. deny that you can't deny yeah. that yeah they okay. are not selling we are seeing more and more aged inventory and you've got to imagine that the banks that actually underwrite that inventory sitting around i mean i'm at a cdjr dealership today it's an ally floor plan dealership ally financial one of the largest floor plan companies in the united states they're the ones holding the bag on all of the inventory here if, if yeah. for some reason whatever reason Let's say Jeep raised the prices even more, and they just really couldn't sell any of their cars, new or used. Ally's the one who who's holding on to that collateral, and you've got to imagine Ally's feeling a little bit of the pressure. I mean, we see it, we see it, we see it frequently, Dad. I mean, look at the. Um, uh, I guess we see it more on the consumer sides. So we we see it like you know the the lending on the consumer side going down. We haven't seen a big floor. Oh, well, we've seen a couple floors we've land. Seen some we've seen some, but it's it's. <sighs> I, I mean, yeah, okay, so inventory's not moving quite as quickly as it had been, so so this article suggests. Um, and, you know, I really do need to call Chip today, and I will. I swear I'm going to call him. I'm going to call him after the show. Um, because I I don't think that what they're reporting matches up necessarily to what is actually happening on the ground. You know, I, I think a lot of these dealerships are still selling more used cars than they had been. They are, they, they are not really struggling to find people to buy these pre-owned cars. So, um, do you want me to go find one of the sales managers here and ask him? Yeah, Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Mike, what's going on? You know, I mean, yeah, I, I was at I was dealership. Just, you, you you could have asked. I was just over at the Subaru dealership. They got they they had a great finish to last month, but that's new cars, used cars. Yeah. They're sitting on quite a few here. I mean, I, I I hear what you're saying, Dad, and I do think you need to call Chip because I've been watching Brandon's videos and everyone. Else. I mean, the, the indicators are there that these overpriced used vehicles are just going to sit and continue to sit, and then the pressure will come on when the floor plan company ultimately says, "Hey guys, uh, sell the car. Like we're done. We're done writing the loan for that." 
may I just say when it comes to Brandon and Brandon's type of inventory, that's a completely different market than, than, um, most dealerships. He is, he is really catering to $10,000 and below used car buyers. Okay. And, and, you know, most dealerships out there, most franchise dealerships out there, they don't carry. First of all, you can't find a decent $10,000 car to sell. So, you know, a lot of these dealerships don't carry that type of inventory, but the inventory they do carry, um, the 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 younger cars, the one, two, three year old lower mileage cars, the ones that still bring all the money at the auctions. Okay, those prices aren't really dropping. Not on the retail side of things, and on the on the trade inside they are though. I mean, the oh, trade absolutely. Just been like, I mean, our our community members have been hammered, Dad. Like they use CarEdge.com slash sell. And it just sucks. Like, can can yeah. can I share something with you that I've yeah. never shared with you in all the years we've been doing this? Okay. I could never get over the fact when I was working in dealerships that I could somehow convince somebody to trade in their car at a low wholesale number. Okay and convinced them that that was okay. And they could see like a similar car out on the lot for $6,000 more. I mean, how, how, how is it that, that customers can be talked into the fact that on a wholesale level, the car is worth X, but on a retail level, you know, once we spend a few hundred hours to recondition it on a retail level, it's suddenly worth five or $6,000 more. Okay, and I was yeah. I was always amazed that we ever traded any cars because of that, and you know I don't know what the magic words were, but I I, I guess the magic words were well we're not paying retail for your car because if we do then we can't sell it at all. Um, yeah. So you know people every day accept that their vehicle has a wholesale value, which is considerably below what its retail value could be. And rather than sell it. wholesale values are dropping very quickly now. Yes, they are. And even even if they're not, dealers are going to tell you that they are, um, you know, because they're going to tell you, well, it's a used car. (laughs) You know, I mean, my favorite line was, well, you know, I can't tell the next customer that, you know, John Smith owned this car. That doesn't add any value to it when I go to sell it. Um, You know, so it's just dealers have trained customers to accept that they're going to get a low wholesale offer for their vehicles. And they're willing to accept it because they don't want to go through the aggravation of trying to sell it for themselves where they could make several thousand dollars more if they did. Yeah, I hear you. Bob. Yeah, but it just it shocked me that I could get away with that for forty three years. This feels weird, like the fact that we're doing our normal show and I'm sitting in an office, yeah, at a dealership. I almost feel I feel like naughty. Is that bad? Oh, you're feeling naughty. I feel a little naughty. Okay, cool. Naughty. Okay, just just a little bit. 
just a little bit. Yeah, because you're talking you're talking about, you know, the things that happen. And I'm literally I'm looking out. I see customers working with salespeople right now. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's not happening to them. I don't think it is. Obviously, well, that's why we're here. It is. It happens every day. That's that's how the business operates. You know, people are just they they have been trained. And I and I don't want to I don't want to equate this to like dogs, but 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 customers can be like they're trainable, okay? Yeah. And customers have been trained over their lifetime that their used car, when they trade it in, is only going to be worth wholesale to a dealership, and the dealership takes the risk because as I used to tell the customer, here's the deal. You you think you know what your car is worth. I think I know what your car is worth. And we both think that we know what we can sell it for. And there's no guarantee that we can. Every pre-owned car to a dealership is a crapshoot. Okay? Because you're not, you know, you do an appraisal. You, how many appraisals that you do do you put a car on a lift? I don't know. One in 100? One in yeah. 200? I mean, you're not digging that deep into the car. You have no idea what you're going to find when you run it through the shop. So every one of these vehicles is a crapshoot. You don't know what you're going to get, and you don't know if you're going to be able to sell it. The hope is that you will. Your experience leads you to believe that you will. But in order to protect the store's interest, you need to buy it cheap enough just in case you can't. So you're explaining why we're seeing the current phenomena, which are if you go Google search, you go to CarEdge.com, you're searching for used cars, the prices are still ridiculously high. And we have the data from Cars.com, we're obviously unaffiliated with Cars.com, and they're showing that more and more vehicles are aged. We obviously yeah. show you days on market, and you can sort by days on market and things like that. But what you're saying does the phenomena is going to be those prices will continue to stay high, while the trade-in values you get because they're derived from wholesale values, those are going to keep plummeting like rocks. And I see it. I look at our report every single day from, from CarEdge.com. Mm -hmm. I get it. I get why people are not – even right now, Dad, we're working um, – um, I am officially working car deals for the first time in my life – well, second time in my life. Um, yeah. and, and, Dad, the number of people – I mean, we've got folks who are obviously at a CDJR, Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealership. They're trying to do lease returns or, or trying to figure out what they want to do with like a Jeep Renegade that they had leased three years ago. And they might have like six more payments left, but they want to do yeah. they, negative equity, man. Like they, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm seeing it. I'm seeing it right now yeah. because the wholesale values are so low. I'm like legitimately today here in the dealership seeing it, Dad. Yeah, no, absolutely. And and you know, I lived it for 43 years. There, you know, the worst times. I can't for believe you did this for 43 years. Like. This place is, this is not, not drawing shade at this dealership, but it's just, it's kind of just hectic in here all the time. All the time. Like that's how a dealership is. It's really kind of. Yeah. And, 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 and as a manager, uh, you're really more of a firefighter. And what I mean by that is if, if you are um, in upper management in a dealership, every issue that comes up, you, you suddenly get thrown into. Uh, so you are, you spend your days trying to figure out how to sell and trade cars all while being up uh, interrupted uh, trying to take care of a customer that has an issue. Um, you know, I, I remember walking into the mini dealership after a day off 
And I came in, and one of the salespeople grabbed me right away. He said, there, there's a problem. I said, what are you talking about? He says, there's a problem. Go talk to the F&I guy. So I go talk to the F&I guy. There, there, there's a problem, right? What's the problem? Well, we took a deposit on a car in the showroom in the morning from a customer who we who we gave a buyer's order to so she could take it to her credit union so she could get the money to come pick up the car today. Last night before we closed, the sales manager sold that car to somebody else after he had taken a deposit on it in the morning. Okay. That's that. That is is like a a wildfire uh, on steroids. Where do I start? How do I start? How's my day going to go? What's the first thing I have to do? I have to I have to look into all this. Then I have to figure out if I can even get my hands on another car like this. I have to contact the customer and I have to explain to the customer what happened. Now, could I lie to the customer? I could. I wouldn't. Hey, I don't know what happened, but the sales manager sold the car to somebody else last night. He shouldn't have. I, you know, but I'm I'm already working on trying to find you a replacement car. Mm. And whatever it costs me to find a replacement car, it costs me, not you. I will keep you apprised during the course of the day. That's how my day started. Now, that's that's nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. And I still have to figure out how to sell and trade cars for other customers during the day. Why totally I am mess. searching across the country to find the comparable car and talking to that dealer in Cincinnati, Ohio, trying to figure <laughs> out how can we work out a dealer trade so I can get the car here and how much is it going to cost me to get the car here? For sure, Pops. No, it's it's absolute. There's some crazy moments. That's for sure. I'm starting to get more and more exposed. With that being said, I want to I want to thank everyone. Been a very warm welcome here, as I've met more and more of the staff um, at both of these dealerships. So I, I hear what you're saying, but we're yeah. no hectic energy when we're involved. I want to switch gears, Deb. I want to yeah. I want to talk a little bit. We obviously have the overpriced used cars not selling. That's undeniable. Our price yeah. is going down. That's debatable. Let's talk yeah. about overpriced new cars that aren't selling just as well. I'm about to blow your mind, I think. I'm here at a Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram dealership. Jeep Grand Cherokees, the four bayes, they're not selling, Dad. They are sitting and they're quite expensive. I'm going to put you and everyone to the test here. What do you think with manufacturing dealer discount you can get off on a 2023 Grand Cherokee Trailhawk Four by E. The MSRP on this is an astounding $68,500. What do you think the total package, manufacturer and dealer discount, gets you off of a $68,500 Grand Cherokee 4 by E? On a lease or a purchase? This is on a lease. On a lease, I think you end up around $45,000. You think that you go from a $68,500 MSRP down to, what was that? About $45,000. I, I wish would, we could get you down to 40. Because that's what I think it would take to move the car. <laughs> you really think so? 45000 Okay, so we've yeah. got people saying $12,000 off of MSRP, $9,000, $15,000. Shan agrees with you. Or Shane, excuse me, agrees with yeah. you at $45,000, $28,000. Dad, this, yeah. this is kind of unbelievable to me, but evidently not unbelievable <laughs> to you. These cars yeah. are yeah. sitting around so much. Yeah. But the total incentive on them, yeah, 
is nearly $20,000. Okay. $19,354. That takes you, I mean, you said you wanted it at 45000 That takes you down to $49,146. So I, I, I was close. I was close. Dad, at this yeah. point, we've got overpriced yeah. used cars not selling. We've got overpriced yeah. new cars that aren't selling. At what point when you're discounting something $20,000, does it not yeah. say to you, okay, maybe the prices are just a little too high? Well, I, you know, I, I believe at that point, every time your factory rep comes in, you show them this. And you say, at what point does Stellantis, as the manufacturer, want to start adjusting their MSRPs downwards to actually reflect what the market is for their vehicles? One of the greatest years I ever had in the car business, 1999 or 2000, uh, Acura came out with the new 3.2 TL, okay? And they, they increased the content in the car dramatically. I mean, it was loaded. And they lowered the MSRP by about four or five thousand dollars. It was insane the amount of traffic we got on that vehicle because it was such a good value for what it was that for a year and a half, we everyone was pre-sold and everyone was sold at MSRP. Because it just even at MSRP, it was such a good value. It was unbelievable. So if that's if, what this market is missing is a value, both on the used car and new car side. Where's the value? Maybe a Subaru Legacy. Maybe. Oh, I, but but this is this is the point where where the dealers and the dealership managers, every time they have an interaction with their factory representative, and the factory reps usually come by at least once a month. You know, and they want to come in and they want to tell you all the things you're doing wrong and all the things you need to do better to sell their product. And it's that opportunity that you have as a dealership and a dealer principal to say to you, no, no, I every time you point your finger at us, there's three fingers pointing back at you. The real problem begins with you as the manufacturer. What are you going to do to lower the prices of your vehicles as opposed to just coming out with incentives? Um, that that's the real key. Now, may I also say, may I and 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 I and, and I probably shouldn't say, it, but you know me, I'm I'm so unfiltered it, it pisses you off at times. But but I believe there was a dealership that you told me about. I don't I don't know the name of the dealership. I'm not sure which one it is. That that traded a hundred ice um, Wranglers for a hundred four by E Wranglers. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Those managers should be shot. Okay. I don't know what they were thinking. Okay. The market for those vehicles doesn't really exist, never really has. Okay. And to take ice vehicles. Shot is a very strong word. <laughs> and to take ice vehicles that that does have a market and and turn them into four by E's that don't that doesn't have a market. That's not a manager I need. That's not a manager that really has his fingers on the pulse of what's going on within the confines of his dealership and and the marketplace. Um, so, 
you know, when you when you shared that story with me about a dealership that did that, I thought to myself, my God, how are these people managing this store? I mean, are, are they looking at any of the statistics? Do they look and really understand what the turn rate is for the vehicles that they sell? I mean, that was that the, when when I was a new car manager, the one thing that I fully understood was I had to know what the daily turn rate was for every model that we had. And it was my job to keep those models within the the aging policy that we had for the store for aged new cars. Mm-hmm. You need to know that. And 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 you need to know what sells and what doesn't sell. And you know, all across the country, you can look and see that the four by E Wranglers don't sell. There isn't a market for them. So why would you ever trade a hundred gas ones for a hundred electric ones? Yeah, no, I hear you loud and clear, Pops. <laughs> that that uh, vehicle that I was showing is nineteen, almost twenty thousand dollars off for a lease. Yes. Has been on the market for 120 days so it further builds your point yeah these things are just not selling so we've got overpriced used cars that aren't selling now we've got over and we've had overpriced new cars that aren't selling and we have this push to a different driver powertrain seems like something's gonna have to give eventually yes yeah, so, yeah somebody needs to, managers need to know how to manage their inventories let's move to our favorite segment of our show go for it pops uh, well, would that be really? You gotta be kidding me! All right, so this comes by way of Chevrolet. We're talking yeah. about affordable vehicles. Well, Chevy cancels <laughs> the entry level version of their Blazer EV as deliveries begin. The 2024 Chevy Blazer <laughs> EV is launching this month with an all wheel drive RS trim priced at $60,215. Originally, Dad, Chevy was promising a $44,000. $995 option. Uh, we're going to be more. at $56,715. What do you make of this? Um, once again, the abandonment of the middle class. Um, that, that, that when you announce that you're coming out with a new model um, and you announce what the intended starting prices are, that's just PR BS. Okay. Oh yeah, we're gonna come out with a sub forty-five thousand uh, dollar Blazer EV uh, until until it's time to start building the damn things, and we realize that we can't make any money if we build that vehicle. So guess what? We're not gonna come out with. We're not we're not gonna make that that vehicle available anymore. Um, but what you can do is you can get the next smaller unit in a higher trim level that'll put you pretty close to. Well, maybe you didn't want the smaller unit. You wanted the bigger unit, and you needed the bigger unit to be around forty-five grand for you to be able to do something. It is, it just, it, it points out to me the hypocrisy of these manufacturers who always come out with these glowing PR releases about what it is that they're going to build and at what price points they're going to be at, and then once they build them, they're never anywhere near the price points they said they were going to be. It is all just corporate BS, and and the ones that get hurt are the consumers who read it, believe it, and then can't buy it because it, it isn't being built and it won't exist. 
Oh, man, yeah, I think you're spot on. I'm also I'm thinking about the fact that over at the Subaru dealership, they've got Solteras just sitting around everywhere. They can't sell them. And and what is a Solterra? It's an expensive for Subaru electric yes. vehicle at yes. a price point that the most of the other customers are looking at. Okay, I'll go look at an Outback. And it's and it's not it, it's not a particularly um, higher quality EV in the sense that that the kilowatt hours of the battery, uh, yeah. the range, uh, it is. It these is, automakers, Dad, these automakers are just a bit out of touch. Like that's what it really says to me. Uh, well, yeah, they but they always have been. They they subscribe to that old theory that if you build it, they will come. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, for instance, that the the Jeep you were talking about that if you take almost twenty thousand dollars off, maybe they'll show up. Okay. Yeah, you could build it, but if you take twenty grand off, then they might actually come. All right. Fingers crossed they come again. We are doing our first ever Car Edge sales event on August 12th here in Staten Island, New York. If you're on the East Coast, even if you're not going to buy a car that day, come hang out with us. We're going to be at the dealership for the entire day. Food trucks and free food for those of you who come as well. We are at the uh, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, and Subaru dealerships. The way that this works, it's really pretty slick. We have pre-negotiated pricing with the dealership group. So I sat down with the sales managers and the GM of the dealerships and I said, hey, we got to have fair pricing for everyone. So for example, they have, I was just talking to, their, to uh, one of the sales managers that they have no Foresters that aren't pre-sold. Yeah. Okay. okay. Like, everything they've got is like, they got nothing. Everything coming in is it's all pre-sold. So Foresters are at MSRP. Legacies are not at MSRP. Yes. There's a big discount on them. Ascents, Outbacks, big discounts on them, et cetera. Etc. So everything's been pre-negotiated. So for example, let's do this WRX. There's the savings. That's the dealer discount. Then on top of that, there are manufacturer programs yes. and incentives. Of course, everything will be applied. I'm doing a lot of that desking deals right now to make sure that people understand that they're getting the full incentives from the manufacturer. And then you just click, get this car, give us a little bit of information so that I can follow up with you. And it should be truly the easiest, smoothest, happiest car buying experience of your life fingers crossed and you get to come take delivery come pick up your vehicle if you're in the area if you're not in the area we can ship to you but if you're in the area yes. you get to come and you get to take delivery and hang out with us for the day and our team so like it's gonna be pretty awesome it's gonna be pretty great and and unlike most dealership sales events where the dealer pays the marketing company to come up with this program we're paying every expense to do this to try and prove a point to dealers that if you fairly advertise your pricing and then apply whatever factory incentives are available and that someone qualifies for and and then just make it easy for the customer to to put a deposit on the car then come in do their paperwork get in and out in under 60 minutes that you can actually end up growing your business by doing that. And that's the point we're trying to prove through this type of promotion that we're paying to do, not that they're paying us to do. Um, it's just it's just a way for us to prove a point to this dealer and to other dealers out there that there truly is a better way. 
And, so we and, need everyone who subscribes to our thinking to help us out here. Like the, the worst possible outcome would be that no one participates. Not yes. that we're interested in selling cars. We're interested in proving a point. We can prove that point. Then hopefully we can get more and more people to operate in that way. In that manner, it's going to take years. Yes. It's going to take a lot of time, but fingers crossed. Dad, we had a couple contributions come through from Stewie Farms. Thank you for this. I am one who got stuck with negative equity. My fault. Just took a second job to get out from under it. Appreciate what you guys are doing, Stewie. Thanks for the contribution. Put it back in your pocket, man. And <laughs> Godspeed, <laughs> uh, Godspeed getting out of that negative equity situation. Fly Chomper Fly, thank you for the contribution. Good luck with your event. We appreciate it. We need it, yes, man. Thank I'm, you. I'm still in kind of disbelief. <laughs> Something's printing. Um, <laughs> that means it's almost showtime. Yeah. I own a 2014 Jeep Grand Cherokee. Is now a good time to trade in for a new one since sales are slow? I love your videos. Thanks. Unfortunately, James, that trade in value every single day keeps going down. But if you're looking to buy a new one, the incentives are quite high. Go for it. Yes. So I, I would say yes, now is a good time because uh, your car is going to be worth less tomorrow than it is today. And it's going to continue to go down. And incentives are pretty high at the moment from the manufacturers uh, for this, these Jeep products. So between a dealer discount and the manufacturer incentives, you should still be able to make out pretty damn well in in uh, in your pricing. Let's call it a show, Pops, because I don't know if someone might come in here and grab that thing out of the printer. I'm going to get I, back well, to work here at the dealer. Say hi to them for up. me, okay? <laughs> Will do. I love you, Dad. I'll be home this afternoon in a couple hours, and uh, thanks for doing the show with me. I always well, I, 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 I happen to think very highly of you as well, which means I love you. Um, and, yes, have a safe drive back. And for everybody else out there, we'll see you back here tomorrow, uh, probably live from my condo at uh, noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage, and 6 a.m. in Honolulu.